Hallelujah, Lord, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, I love you, God. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, if you have a testimony that he's made a way, why don't you give him praise? Hallelujah. Testify with your worship. Testify with your praise. Hallelujah, Lord, we love you, Jesus. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. You're still opening doors, God. You're still making ways where there seems to be no way. God, you're still healing. You're still delivering. We give you great praise and glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody worship him in this house. Let's all worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord and to feel the presence of God. Amen. As was already mentioned, it's such an honor to have all of our guests and visitors. Let's give them a good warm welcome in Jesus' name. And it's also good to have, amen, many of our saints that were out uh, at different times due to different just illnesses and whatnot. And so we're glad to have you back. Let's give all of them a hand. Amen. Praise God. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their, uh, their oh, not today, not today. Look at that. Amen. I, I knew I was missing something. It's that five Sundays. Amen. Anyways, it's good to have the kids in the house of the Lord with us today as well. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I think every, every, we just ought to add an extra month. Amen. And have 13. That way we don't have those five-week months. But anyways, it's good to have everyone in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the book of Luke chapter 19. And beginning in verse number 12. Amen. You don't want to miss. Amen. Next Sunday, it's going to be an awesome time. Amen. Uh, Reverend Jordan Riley, uh, he's the newly installed pastor of the church in Sparks, will be preaching. And uh, we've grown to have a friendship over the last several months. And uh, it's our, our uh, desire, amen, to build a network of fellowship Amen, among like-minded brethren. And so we're looking forward to him coming and preaching. And uh, you don't want to miss that. So I want to encourage you to come out to that. And then, uh, as was mentioned already, our last Sunday of the month in the month of February is our vision-giving service. You aren't going to want to miss that. Uh, I think we ought to do everything we can to pack the house, Lord. It's always an incredible service. Uh, we take up pledges, amen, for our building fund. But above and beyond that, we just have a move of God. And uh, Reverend Caleb Adams from Memphis, Tennessee, is going to be preaching. He's going to be bringing his family with us, with him. So uh, we want to encourage everybody kind of be thinking about that, praying about that. We're going to have some prayer and fasting for that service. And uh, we're going to look forward to what God's going to do. Amen. Lots of exciting things in 2022 in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke chapter 19 and verse number 12. The Bible says, he said, therefore, a, cer a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent message unto him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, we say that he received the kingdom. Then he commanded those servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by the trading. Now I could read the rest of this, amen, passage of scripture. Um, but we will do that at another time, amen, when he talks about one, amen, gaining five talents and one gaining three and one not gaining anything, amen. But I want to focus our attention in, amen, to the command that he gave to his servants. Amen. He said to his ten servants, delivered unto them ten pounds and said, occupy till I come. Everybody say that, occupy till I come. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on that subject. Occupy until he comes. Occupy until he comes. Amen. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this house. Amen. God, we love you. We thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit, God. 
Amen. We're praying, Lord, that you would move in this house, move amongst this people. Hallelujah, Lord. We already feel your presence in this house, God. And I pray, Lord, that it would permeate into every heart and every mind, God. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Occupy until he comes. It has always been God's desire, as we find in the scriptures, for his people to be missional. Amen. As was mentioned today, amen, you have a purpose in God. And everybody said amen. Amen. God has always wanted his people to be on task, to be on mission, and to walk in dominion. Everybody said dominion. Amen dominion, to walk in power. We find this as God created Adam and he placed him, the Bible says, in a garden that was eastward in Eden. I just blew some of his theology. The, it wasn't the Garden of Eden. It was eastward in Eden. But uh, that, that helps us to see something, amen, when we notice the difference there. He was placed in a garden, but the garden was not all there was. In fact, we find that there was beasts of the field, and after the fall of man, they were cast out into the wilderness, Amen. which lets us know that in the world God created, there were still areas that had not been conquered, areas that had not been, amen, uh, subdued as God would give Adam command to take dominion, to subdue it, amen, to have authority over the plants, over the land, over the animals, amen. It was God's intention that Adam was to continue to push the garden forward. Amen. I, I believe with all my heart that God started with a garden, and it was his design, amen, that, and his desire that eventually the garden would circumvent the globe. Amen. That eventually the entire world would be a paradise. Amen. God didn't want to leave Adam without a job, without work to do. Amen. He wanted Adam to fulfill his purpose. Amen. We find that Adam abdicated his purpose. And instead of pushing the garden forward and pushing the kingdom forward, amen, he decided to spend his time around the middle of the garden. Amen. I, I, I don't know why he did that. I think uh, maybe he got bored of pushing the garden forward. and Maybe he got tired of God's command in his life. But, amen, it is my belief that, uh, as with many other theologians, that God had ordained that Adam would take over the globe and that God's paradise, amen, would fill, amen, the entire globe. We find again with Noah, God called him to build an ark, amen, and this was so that they could start over and that ultimately by building that ark, Noah would be not only saving his family, but as we find in the book of 1 Peter, he was a preacher of righteousness, amen. I believe that God would have kicked every animal off the ark if there would have been more people that wanted to be saved, amen. That through this act of building an ark, this act of obedience, it was God's desire that Noah would not only save the world, but that he would propagate the new world, amen, with those that fear God, with those that love God. In other words, God had a mission for Noah beyond just the building of an ark. Amen. Noah's family did not fulfill this. Amen. And we find that sin is still leaking and entering into the world and spreading. So God decided, amen, instead of going and starting with the whole world, amen, we're going to start with one man by the name of Abraham. And he called unto Abraham and he told him, I'm going to call you and I'm going to make a nation out of you. And I'm going to bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And in thee and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. I want you to notice that in that very statement there was a mission behind it. Uh, that, that it was not just going to st stay with Abraham and it was not just going to stay with Abraham's family but that in him and through his family all of the nations of the world would be blessed. 
Amen. They were going to have a dominion. They were going to have authority. They were going, amen, to have a mission. Everywhere, Abraham, that you place your foot, amen, it is going to be yours, and it is going to be your descendants. In other words, Abraham, everywhere you place your foot, I'm going to give you power and dominion. I'm going to help you subdue it. I believe that if Abraham would have walked everywhere all across the globe, uh, that God would have given Abraham uh, the entire world for an inheritance. I believe God enough that he would have honored his own promise and honored his own word that if Abraham would have stepped all across the globe, uh, God would have said, this is yours uh, for an inheritance. But we find that Abraham being a man was frail. And could only go so far. And Abraham walked and it only circumvented the nation of Israel. But we find again that God calls, amen, to a man by the name of Moses and calls him out of the land, amen, that he would later sojourn to with the children of Israel and says, I'm going to send you back into Egypt. I'm going to give you power, authority, and dominion. But I want to tell you that this is not just for Egypt. It's not just so that when you go into Egypt, that's all there is. But you are going to call my people up out of Egypt, and they are going to leave that land, and they're going to inhabit the land that I promised to Abraham. Amen. And God had ordained, I'm pulling them out of bondage so that they might inhabit a land that they can subdue, that they can have dominion, that they could, everybody say, occupy. Amen. God said, I'm pulling them out of slavery so they can no longer be occupied, but they can be the ones to do the occupying. Hallelujah. I'm pulling them out of bondage so that they might go into a land that they didn't know was theirs long before they were ever born. That all they got to do is show up on location and I and the Holy God's going to go before them and fight their battles. And the hornets are going to drive them out little by little. And God's going to help them every step of the way because God already ordained this land is your land. And and you're going to have dominion over it. Oh, somebody ought to give God praise. And we find that Israel enters the promised land, but God also did not ordain that they would just stay in the promised land. Everybody said amen. They got to the promised land, amen, but it was for the intention that they would start occupying not only the promised land as God ordained. Little by little, they would take over Jericho. Little by little, they would go into Hebron. Little by little, they would take over the land before the Jordan. Little by little, they'd take over all the land surrounding. Amen. And they would drive out the, the inhabitants of the land. There were the parasites. Amen. Amen. There's always parasites. Amen. There's always some, there's always some enemies that when you go to step into what God has planned for you. There's always going to be some things that have that have stuck around uh, that need to get kicked out. There's always going to be some things that will tell you that you don't you don't deserve this or this land doesn't belong to you or what God promised is not really for you. Uh, amen. But I want to tell you, you need to walk in God's authority. You need to walk in God's power and say, God gave me power to occupy this land. If God promised it to you, you have the power to occupy it and to own it, to subdue it, and to take dominion over it. Amen. God said, you're going to go into the land. You are going to take over. Amen. You are going to occupy the land. But once you get done occupying the land and driving out every nation, uh, amen, not only are you driving out the nations, but as you do it, uh, I've got a mission for you. Uh, you're going to let every one of those pagans uh, that believe in a myriad of gods know uh, that there is only one Lord, uh, one faith, and one baptism. Amen. Old Testament version for that. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Uh, amen. Every nation around you is going to know there is no God like Jehovah. There, as you go, uh, they're gonna, the fear of the Lord is going to go before you, and they're going to know there's no God like your God. 
The Moabites are going to find out real quick. There's no God like your God. The Philistines are going to figure out real quick as you occupy. There's no God like your God. Amen. I want to tell you that as they walked in that, the Philistines did find that out. For one day, they took the ark of God and they placed it before their God, Dagon. And the Bible declares, amen, that one day they showed up and he was on his face before the one true living God. His hands over here, his hand, his hand over there, and his head on the other side. And God was letting them know that there is no other God but the Lord. Lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on, let's lift up our hands and let's magnify the Lord all across the building. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God praise. Let's give God. There is no God like the God that we serve, and all of heaven's got to know it. Amen. And all of hell's got to know it. Your neighbor's going to find out there's no God like your God. Your family's going to find out there's no God like. As you walk in dominion, your neighborhood's going to figure out there's nobody like the apostolic church. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, you're going to start in the promised land. You're going to occupy it. Amen. I want to tell you, occupy doesn't mean taking up space. Amen. Some people think to occupy is just, I'm just, well, I'm there, pastor. No, that's not what occupy means. Occupy does not mean to take up space. Occupy means to take space. Occupy doesn't mean just to exist. Amen. It, 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 is, it is more than just existence. Amen. It is ownership. Hallelujah. Amen. You're going to start in the promised land, but you're going to let every nation around you know it is my belief that God uh, wanted to proselyte every single nation around them. Uh, amen. That, that, that the Philistines might have started off pagan, uh, but one by one they would enter into covenant. Uh, amen. And realize there's only one God. Uh, amen. If Israel would just walk in obedience, if Israel would just continue to worship the one true living God, I have all belief uh, that God would have had a mission for them to convert the entire world. Amen. But Israel, they didn't follow through with that. Amen. They didn't follow through with that. In fact, they gave them, they didn't convert the world. The world converted them. They didn't occupy the world. The world occupied them. Amen. We find it that, that you, you see all the nations around them, amen, when they, when they start turning to other gods, amen, that eventually they find themselves in a place uh, where they, 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 they now no longer live in the land that they were called to occupy. Amen. Church, I want to tell you, if we fail in our mission to occupy, uh, amen, th this world through the kingdom of God, I have no doubt that the world is going to occupy the church. <laughs> That's why the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not there. What does that mean? That means that if you have allowed the world to occupy your heart, there's now no longer room for the kingdom of God to occupy so God started over as he does. But I want to tell you, this is the last time God's going to start over. For this time, he sent his son into the world. Amen. Made in the likeness of sinful flesh. Made like you and I. Uh, amen. Tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. Uh, amen. So that, the, amen, the son of God became the son of men. So that the son of men might become the sons of God. Uh, amen. God robed himself in flesh uh, and said, this time, uh, I'm going to build a kingdom myself. Uh, I'm not going to start with a flawed man, whether it be Adam, uh, Noah, Abraham, Moses, or a nation of Israel. He said, I'm going to come, uh, in the, I'm going to be perfect, uh, and I'm going to die for them. But it doesn't just stop, uh, amen, with Jesus, uh, because he said it's needful and necessary that I go away, uh, because if I go away, uh, I'm going to send you a power that you did not have. When I go away, I'm going to send you the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost is going to come with power. And that power is going to give you the authority to occupy your world. Jesus was crucified, buried, three days later rose again. And before, and right there, amen, as, as he, he was seen of them for 40 days, uh, he stood on the Mount of Olivet uh, and said, go wait in Jerusalem uh, until I give you the power uh, that is from on high. Amen. I'm going to have you start in Jerusalem, but it will not stop in Jerusalem. <laughs> 
Amen. I want you to take a quick moment, look around. You ain't in Jerusalem today, honey. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wish we had some, I wish we had some good Middle Eastern food right now, but we aren't in Jerusalem, church. Amen. I want to tell you that the church might have started in Jerusalem, but then it was to go to Samaria, and from Samaria, it was to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. And I want to tell you, church, we are in the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. Here we are in Carson City. But guess what? The kingdom did not stay in Jerusalem. It did not stay in Judea. It did not stay in Samaria. But it made its way across continents. It made its way across the seas so that you and I could be part of the kingdom of God, filled with that same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, filled with that same spirit of occupation, filled with that same spirit of authority and dominion. Somebody ought to lift up your hands and give God praise. Come on, somebody ought to magnify him. Did you know you got that same spirit in you? Uh, amen. 2,000 years ago, I got the same Holy Ghost Peter had. I got the same Holy Ghost Paul had. I got the same Holy Ghost Timothy had. I got the same Holy Ghost Luke had, Matthew had, Mark had. I got the same Holy Ghost, uh, and if they can do it, uh, we can do it. Somebody ought to give God praise. He said you're going to start in Jerusalem, but it will not stay there. In other words, I, the reason he didn't just send them out to the uttermost part of the earth is because he could not allow them to occupy their world until he first occupied their world. God must first occupy us before he can send us to do the occupying. Amen. God has first got to take his, amen, military occupation in our lives. Amen. You know what that is, military occupation? It's provisional control given by a ruling power. <laughs> in other words, there's got to be somebody in charge. There's got to be somebody that rules over. Amen. That can start delving out authority and delving out power. And God starts, amen, by conquering. God starts by conquering sin, hell, and the grave. And then he fills us with that same power and said that power that I have, I give unto you that you can go in every nation and preach the gospel to every creature. You can go, amen, and you can start to occupy. I'm going to give you a provisional control, amen, because I'm in authority and I'm in power. I got the keys, and he told Peter, these keys I took back. I placed them in your hands. What was that? He's saying you're going to have a militaristic occupation. It's not going to be a physical warfare. This is not going to be, amen, where you and I run around with swords and spears and pistols, amen, beans and bunkers. I want to tell you what it is. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle against principalities and power. Can I preach to somebody for a moment? The devil's living in your neighborhood thinking he owns it, but he doesn't own your neighborhood. The, the devil's hanging around your family and saying those are mine. But I want to tell you, he did not die for them. He does not own them. I want to tell you who got the power. The one with the Holy Ghost has got the power. I want to tell you who's got dominion. The one with the Holy Ghost has got the dominion. The one that's praying in the Holy Ghost has got authority. Before you and I can occupy and take dominion, we must let God rule and be the ruling power through the Holy Ghost. This is why the Bible says, submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Devil don't flee from people that aren't submitted. <laughs> In fact, sons of Sceva, he laughs at them, beats them up, strips them down, and makes a fool out of them. But if you can ever get the revelation that if I let God have the ruling authority over me... And over my spirit, God's going to give me authority in the spiritual realm. Yeah, you can walk on your job and recognize, amen, I have authority in Jesus. Amen, you can, yeah, you can go to Thanksgiving with your backslidden family, amen, and take authority. 
You can show up to Christmas with your drunk uncle, and you can start taking authority in the name of Jesus and begin to proclaim, my family belongs to the one that died for him. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because God called us to occupy. God called us to occupy. It's our job to take over. It's our job to take back. It's our job to take dominion. Oh, somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Come on, I feel a hostile takeover in the house of the Lord. There's some folks going to their job. They're going to start praying before they get there. I'm about to take over because I was called to occupy until he comes. I was called to take back and to take over. There's some folks about to walk the streets and lay hands on people and say, I called to occupy until he comes. Somebody ought to shout and give God glory. Come on. Occupy until he comes. Take dominion till he comes. Subdue it till he comes. Until the whole world knows. Somebody ought to shout and give God glory. God. Hey man, he sent forth. He said, I'm going to I'm going to gain a kingdom. What's he saying? I'm going to gain the power. So that when I come back, amen, I can empower you. Amen. This is a shadowing and foreshadowing what Jesus would do for us. And this is a typology. He's telling us this is how the kingdom is. Amen. The kingdom is this. Amen. I want to tell you, God is not stingy with power. God's not power hungry. Jesus said it this way. All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Amen. But he said, I also give you power. I want God gained the power, but not so he could say, well, I'm the only, I'm all powerful, and, and look at me how great I am. He said, I gained all power so that I might grant power to my people. He said, I got all authority so that I might start handing out authority to people. Amen. I want to tell you, you can be great in God. Anybody believe that? You can be great in God. Well, you, I'm just, I'm just so and so. I, I don't feel like nobody. That, that you ought to, you ought to throw that out your mind. Uh, amen. You can be great in God if you want to be. You can be great in God if you want to be, uh, but you got to be willing to occupy until He comes. What does that mean? That means God put the seat of authority and power. So I'm going to come by and I'm going to sit down and say, okay, God, through the power of the Holy Ghost, I take dominion over my family. I take dominion over my neighborhood. I take dominion over my job. Somebody needs to step into authority and start walking in the power he gave you. Oh, somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Come on, we need the Holy Ghost uh, to take over our city. Uh, we need the Holy Ghost uh, to take over in every neighborhood, every apartment complex. Uh, we need the Holy Ghost to take over, over over every bar and every casino. We need the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, to work in us and through us. Man, occupy. Let me, let me help somebody here today. Occupy does not mean... To simply exist or to survive with our faith intact until Jesus shows back up. In fact, you read the rest of the story. I'll preach about it at another time. There was one guy that had that idea. I'll just exist until he comes. I'll sur it's survival till the king's arrival. <laughs> no, we need revival, folks. We don't need to barely make it. We need to, we need to thrive. Amen. Well, the world's getting darker. Last I checked, we're the light of the world, and the darker it gets out there, the brighter the light shines. One guy said, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to exist until he comes. I'm just going to survive until he comes. And when he shows back up, I'll tell him, don't worry, I stayed apostolic. Amen. But I want to tell you, if you're not missional, you aren't apostolic. Amen. If you're not occupying till he comes, amen, you, you might be apostolic in look, you might be apostolic in title, but you're not apostolic. Because apostolic means action. 
Apostolic means occupying until he comes. Apostolic means I took dominion. I took authority. I refused, amen, to step down and to sit back while my world went to hell and while my family was lost. I made a decision. I'm going to fight a spiritual warfare, and I'm going to declare to hell, you don't own this city. The apostolic church owns this city. You don't own my family. God owns my family. Somebody ought to give God praise. It is not the will of God that we just exist or survive until Jesus comes back to defeat his enemies. Because I got news for you. He already defeated the enemy. And it got any Bible readers out there? Amen. He already defeated the enemy. Amen. We are we are like we are we are like uh, Amen. Gideon's son. That Amen. That Gideon brings forth this Amen king who's already bound up and says, "Now cut his head off." And the son says, "I'm scared of him." What are you scared of? He's tied up and he doesn't have a weapon in his hand. Amen. I want to tell you in the 21st century, sometimes there's just some people that are so scared, amen, of making a move in God because they think uh, that it'll invoke an attack from the enemy. Last I checked, uh, amen, he doesn't have keys. And last time I checked, he was already defeated. And last time I checked, uh, amen, the Bible says that God uh, put him under our under your feet. You have nothing to be afraid of, so pray. You have nothing afraid of, so praise God. You have nothing to be afraid of, so worship with abandon. You have nothing to be afraid of, so take your family back. You have nothing to be afraid of, so take your neighborhood back. You have nothing... Come on, I rebuke the spirit that says uh, the enemy's going to retaliate against you. He's already fighting a guerrilla warfare, so you might as well occupy until Jesus uh, splits the clouds and say, God, I didn't just hold on, but God, I overcame. I didn't just hold on, I occupied. Look what the Lord has done through the people of God. Let's stand across the building and let's give God praise. Come on, as the musicians come. Come on, it's war, church. It's war time. There is no such thing as peacetime. It's war at all times. It's war at all times. Amen. We are in a fight. We're in a battle. And it has not quit. And it has not stopped. So start tearing down those strongholds. Start pulling down those walls. Start claiming in the name of Jesus. Start speaking in faith. Occupy is a forceful word. Listen, if I occupy a chair, don't sit down on it. Because you're going to get knocked out. Because <laughs> that's my chair. Hallelujah. Now in church, if you need a seat, I'll get up out of my seat and give you my seat. You're a visitor. I'll give you my chair. But I want to tell you, when you know you are standing in the right place that God has put you, don't abdicate that seat. There's some folks, take the tuck head and try to be all humble when the devil shows up. Oh, you need a seat? Go ahead. You can have my family. And they just, they cower. Okay, yeah, you, no, no, it's okay. As long as you don't mess with me too much. And, and, no, no, it's okay. And, and no, I won't pray anymore because, you know, I, I prayed enough. I feel spiritual. I went to church a couple times. I'm doing all right. And what they do is they try to make a deal with the deceptive, amen, devil. But I want to tell you, you can't make deals with the devil because the devil's always got some hidden print you didn't see. And in fact, he's going to double cross you so you might as well make it up in your mind uh, you want my chair take it from me come on anybody ever played the game musical chairs when you're a kid listen i know you're all you're all humble now amen we all know it's okay you know i'm gonna i'm just gonna walk around and, oh i lost the seat okay you ever play with some kids you ever played at high school Bro, they knock people. I got videos about it. Ripping the chair out of each other's hands because it's not yours until you sit down and hold it for a minute. I want to tell you, it's time to stop giving up authority and giving up power.
Jesus has all power. He took it from the devil when he did things the right way by dying for us as a sinless, perfect sacrifice. So he gave you and I power. Don't give away God's power that he gave to you. You need to hold your chair and say, this is where God put me. I tell the devil frequently, yeah, you don't call me crazy. I talk to God and the devil. Talk to God more because it's more important. But I let the devil know, this is my city. I walk around the streets. I knock the doors. I talk to the people. And I let them know, this is my city. If your family ain't saved, uh, they belong in this church. If your neighbor's not saved, they belong in this house. If your boss belongs in this house, your, your neighbor belongs in this house, your drunk uncle belongs in this house. I started making up my mind, devil. This is my seat. God owns the whole world, and he saw fit to put me on in this, in this city and put me in a chair in this city. So I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to let you know you don't have any authority in this city. Somebody's sick, we're going to lay hands on them because sickness don't belong in this city. We're going to occupy until he comes. This is one of those... Occupy is a forceful statement. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and it is the violent that take it by force. When's the last time you took anything by force? Come on. Go through the Chick-fil-A drive. Give me my sandwich. Now, don't do that. That's the Lord's chicken. They, they, they don't deserve that. But You know, that, that's how some folks need to get. They need to get a, little bit of, get a little bit of grit back in them. This is my walk with God. This is my family salvation we're talking about. This is my purpose in God. This is what God called me to do. This is my destiny. Devil, if you think for one minute you're going to get me off course and get me off track, you got another thing coming because I'm not just existing. I'm not just surviving. I am occupying. I am present. I am available. I got my mind made up. My like a flint. This he didn't say occupy until you get tired. Come on. He did not say occupy till you get offended. He did not say occupy until you get bored. He said occupy until I come. When's he coming? Unexpectedly. <laughs> you know, they, they've done this thing in the military. I know there's some guys in the military where they'll run. And they got their, the men that will run with them, the, the, the drill sergeants, they'll run. And, and this one guy, I heard him talking about it. He's a Navy SEAL. And he, said, he said that they would run. And everybody knew that the run ended at that line. And so they started getting a little more pep in their steps, started getting excited. They thought, oh, man, whew, it's exciting. They started hoping the end's near, the end's near, the end's near. We're going to survive this. We're going to make it through, Brother Mark. We're, we're going to get to the finish line. All right, whew, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And just to mess with them because they realize you can't keep resting on, uh, amen, that the finish line is close. Uh, amen, because there's going to come times in war uh, where you can't just, uh, there is no de definitive finish line. and There is no line of demarcation that it's over. So you can't always, uh, amen, push a little harder because, you know, I'm almost to the end. Uh, in fact, when I did track and field, they told me, don't run to the finish line, uh, run through the finish line. And this man said that those drill sergeants, they, they didn't want people to get this idea or this false sense of hope that he was going to, that, that, that the line was right then and there. So what they would do is they'd just keep running. They'd go a couple more miles. And immediately those people that had all of a sudden been so excited and so because it's almost done, amen, all of a sudden they had to tuck their head. They had to get more focused because I'm just going to do this, not till it ends, but I'm going to do this, amen, until he comes. 
There's some folks, uh, you need to get your focus back uh, and say, I might be tired, but I'm doing this until he comes. Uh, you might be worn down, but I'm doing it until he comes. Uh, you might be... You might be full of fear, but I'm going to pray until the fear leaves, until it comes. You, I've got to occupy. I'm done right here. we got to occupy until he comes. When is that? Well, everybody said he's coming soon. No, the Bible says he's coming when you least expect it. What does that mean? I don't know. It's when I'm not expecting it. So guess what? I'm going to occupy. So when I least expect it, I better be occupying. <laughs> well, there's no way he can show up tomorrow. I'm going to occupy tomorrow just in case he does. Well, there's no way he's coming this year. I'm going to occupy this year just in case he shows up. Well, there's no way he's coming in 10 years, so i got a 10-year plan in the event that he hadn't showed up yet uh, so that I can occupy. Well, he, he's certainly going to come back in the next 10, 15 years. Well, if he doesn't come in 35 years, i got a 35-year plan. Uh, and what's that plan? I'm going to occupy until he comes. When he said occupy till he come, till I come, he meant it. That means do business. That means military occupation. That means taking dominion. We should be putting this region under God's dominion. We should be pushing back the darkness. We should be evicting demonic activity. No longer should the devil ever feel welcome when there's an apostolic person within a hundred miles. Jesus said we are called to be salt. We are called to be the light of the world. We are called to be seeds into the soil. We are called to be leaven in the loaf. What does that mean? Salt, salt permanently changes the flavor. You ever added too much salt? You can't take it back. You can't get rid of it. I made chicken wings one time. I tried to rinse them off. It didn't work. You couldn't get rid of the saltiness. Amen. I want to tell you, when you walk into your job, they shouldn't be able to get rid of the stiff. You should, you should salt that place up where they can't get it out of their mouth. You should talk about God so they can only taste God. You Occupy! We are light in the darkness. If I turn off these lights, there's still sun out there, but it start getting a little darker in here. But the moment I flicked on the light, you can barely see your own shadow if it gets bright enough. When you and I walk in a room, doesn't matter how dark it is, how messed up it is, they should see something off of us. I always used to pray, God, let the Holy Ghost fire in me burn so hot and burn so bright that if people even get too close, they can feel it, they can see it. When they need prayer, let them come to me. When they need advice, let them show up and we'll talk it out. God, when they're ready to come into the kingdom, let me tell them about the Holy Ghost. He called us to be seeds. A seed is not much until it's planted. But if you occupy, which means you occupy, you plant yourself. You plant that in the terrain, and you forever change the terrain. Leaven is what they put inside of bread, and it causes everything around it to, to elevate and to rise. And you cannot unleaven the bread once it's leavened. When God puts us somewhere, he puts us there with the intention that we would occupy it until he comes. Amen. And it might start with just you. But if you'll occupy and start being active, all of a sudden the person next to you is going to feel it. Amen. The person on your job is going to feel it. Your family's going to start to feel it. When they need prayer, they're going to call you. I want us to pray all across this house. Would you lift up your hands? We are called to occupy until he comes. Come on. Come on, let's pray. You can't be passive and occupy at the same time. You gotta occupy. You gotta make a decision. I'm gonna occupy what God has called me to be, and what God has called me to do. Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. What are you doing right now? I'm occupying. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, what do you do? I'm occupying. When you get in the Word of God, what are you doing? I'm occupying. When you lift up your voice in worship, what are you doing? I'm occupying.
Come on, in fact, why don't you empty out your seats, come around the front, lift up your hands, and begin to pray. You know what God's been telling you about. God's been speaking to you about your coworkers, your boss. God's been talking to you about your family members. Amen. It's not always a church card, although sometimes that helps. But sometimes it's I'm going to pray for them, and I'm going to declare they belong to Jesus. It's your family. It's your marriage. You declare my family belongs to God. My kids belong to God. My marriage belongs to God. My church belongs to God. I am going to occupy until he comes. Come on, that's it. They're coming. They're coming. Empty out your seats. As they begin to sing, we're going to pray. What are we doing? We're occupying. What are we doing? We're occupying. Come on. Come on. Somebody ought to tell hell, this is my family. This is my marriage. This is my church. This is my health. This is my finance. And it's by the grace of God. He called it Occupy. I'm filled with the Spirit and by His touch I'm here. 